Okay. Unfortunately, I don't have my headphones right now because they are on church. But today, for movie Monday, 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 we are talking about Turning Red. Yep, that's right, the new one. Turning Red is a 2022 American computer animated fantasy comedy film by Pixar Animation Studios. Walt Disney Studio Motion Pictures. Set in Toronto, Ontree. In 2002, Turning Red follows Minli Mia Lee, a 13 year old Chinese Canadian student who, due to a heredity, heredity curse, transforms into a giant red panel when she expresses any strong emotion. Inspired by she's experience growing up in Toronto, the film begins development in 2018 after she pitched it to Pixar in October 2017. It is the first Pixar film solely directed by a woman and the second to feature an Asian lead character after Up. Special screening of Turning Red place in London at Everyman Young Yard on February 21st, 2022, and in Toronto at TIFF on March 8th, <laughs> my birthday. The film had its world premiere at the El Capital Theatre in Los Angeles on March 1st, and was released on Disney Plus streaming service on March 11th. In 2002, okay. It's funny because this is like the, I was eight in 2002, so to me this is like perfect time period. And I'm like, finally a movie that was based when I was growing up. Because it hasn't been like a movie movie where like, you see that. But I love that she had a hatch, not a hatch, well, a, Oh, for Pete's sakes, what is the thing called? Oh, okay. Now I can't remember the name of it. But what was going- Oh, the, what is that little thing? Okay, see, I used to play with it and now I forgot. Oh well. Min Lee is a 13-year-old Chinese-Canadian girl living in Toronto. She helps take care of her family's temple, dedicated to their ancestors. Sun Yi works to make her strict, overprotective mother Min Mig proud. Mi hides her personal interests from Min, such as the fact that she and her best friends Maria, Priya, and Abby are fans of boy band Fortown. Fortown. It reminds me of so many boy bands growing up. Backstreet Boys and CIA and oh, Insane. Um, Big Time Rush. There's probably more. When Ming discovers me, my Minnelli Min, crush on Devin, the local convenience store clerk. She confronts him and 
unintentionally embarrass me in public, including in front of school bully Tyler, which leads Mia to have a vivid nightmare involving red pants. The next morning, Mia Minli is transformed into a large red panda. She hides from her parents and discovers that she only transforms when she is in a state of high emotion. Min, Ming, Ming, initially believes Mi, Mi, Min Li is experiencing her first period, but finds out the truth. Would you prefer embarrasses Min Li at school, causing Min Li? to transform and run home. Mling, Mling, Ming. I'm so bad at names and Jin. Me, me, me? Min. Minong. Okay, I'm bad at names. I'm calling her M. Further, father explains that son Yi was granted the transformation to protect her daughters and every female family member since then has also transformed when they come of age. This has become inconvenient and dangerous in the modern age, so the red panda spirit must be sealed in a talisman by a ritual of the night of red moon, the next being in a month's time. M's friends discover her transformation, but take a liking to it, and M finds that connection, contraction on them helps control the, oh, the red panda with her. So her friends kind of keep her calm and make her feel better about being a red panda, and she can control it. Ming allows M-E-I to resume her normal life, but refuses to let Min Emily attend Fortown upcoming concert. Instead, the girls secretly raise money for the tickets at school, exploiting the popularity of Emily's panda form while trying to while lying to Ming to cover the last ticket. Midge agrees to attend Tyler's birthday party as the Red Panda. At the party, Melanie, Melanie, Minnie. I'm so bad with names. Is upset to discover that the concert will be held on her ritual night. In the midst of her rage, she attacks Tyler when he insults her family, frightening other children. Midge. Ming, Billy Computer, and the other women to the astral plane. Min Li, um, M. Li, rekindles with Ming and helps her. Wait, we totally got off track. Hang on. My computer is taking it. We, okay. Ashamed of, and afraid to stand to her mother. Emily's fails to come to her friend's defense. Em's grandmother, Wu, 
and her aunts come to assist in the ritual to Midge's dismay and M prepares herself. Jin finds videos she took of herself as the red panel of her friends and tells her she should not be ashamed of the side of her. During the ritual as M red panda form is about to be sealed, she decides to keep her powers and abandon the ritual to attend the concert at the Sky Dome. Her friends forgive her for her actions at the party, and they discover Tyler is a four-town fan. However, during her escape from the temple, M in eventually damages her mother's talisman and an enraged Ming transforms into a K-A-I-J-U-sized Rapina and disrupts the concert, intending to take back M by force. M and Ming argue about M's independence and they fight. M accidentally knocks her mother unconscious. Wu and the other ants break their talisman to use the red panda forms to help try Ming into a new ritual circle. M's friends and four town join in singing to complete the ritual setting. Ming and M and other women to the astral ping. M rekindles with Ming and helps her mend her bond with Lu, who Ming accidentally scared in anger at some point years ago before sealing her panda red panda form. The other woman consoled their red panda in new talismans, but M decides to keep hers and Ming accepts that she is finding her own path. Later as the Lee family raises money to repair the damages caused to the Sky Dome, M and Ming's relationship has improved as M balances her temper Temple duties, where her red panda is now an attraction of spending time with friends, now including Tyler. Okay. Ten facts about Pixar's train ride. On March 11, 2022, the world was introduced to Min Lee, a sweet, goofy, and slightly conflicted 13-year-old girl who is the start of the movie Turning Red. The film is a hilarious, heartfelt collaboration of joys and pains of growing up, the wonder of girl power, and the struggle to embrace your authentic self. If you haven't seen the movie yet, don't worry. We won't be sharing any spoilers. I already did that. I already shared a lot of spoilers. Making History. The film was directed by the Seriously, my computer keeps keep hitting a button. By Dong Shan, who previously lived on films like Inside Out, Incredible 2, and Toy Story 4. She also wrote and directed the Academy Award winning animated short BAO. She holds the distinction of being the first woman to direct a Pixar short and the first woman to win an Oscar for Best Animated Short Film. With Turning Right, she made history again as the first woman to solo direct a Pixar movie. Um, after a screening of the movie, she appeared with the company's VP, Lindsay Collins, production designer, Ryan Lu, Luai, and visual effects supervisor. 
that looks familiar. Near the beginning of turning red, be sure to keep an eye out for a BAO restaurant that uses the same font as the screen in Shushi's award-winning short film. Don't worry, we're going to look at Easter eggs next. Why a panda? Ooh, that's a good question. Okay, it's time for an ad break slash sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today. And the sponsor and ad will be right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon and with the ad coming up soon i know y'all might want to skip but you should at least try to listen to some of it maybe it's important i hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast and i hope the ad and sponsor is a good one artichokey okay dokie artichokey ad break it's now Okay, so I was watching Rachel Ballinger on Roast Herself, and I just found photos. I wasn't even playing the talking about this, because this isn't what this is what we're going at. I found photos of my goth face. Oh. And then I found photos of me cosplaying my goth face, because... I was very goth. Like, I don't know. Like, extreme. <laughs> it's just so weird. Because I'm like looking at them and I'm like, wait, I have so much dark eyeliner. I look like a raccoon. And of course, now I can't wear makeup, so what do I know? But I was like wearing all black. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And I just know me and I'm like, this is funny. Cause I forgot I went through crazy phases. And then I had one where I had like my hair up in a ponytail and I looked like a dude. And I was like, search a tomboy. I'd have grass stains on my pants. And I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I just thought about a me tap dancing in blue shirt that has like fish on it with blue pants under it. Oh, I look, oh, I look like Shirley Temple. Oh, it's so weird. I even have like that short haircut and bangs. It, it, it's bad. But my blue eyes popped out one. Oh, red, black, and pigtails. Oh, people used to call me Peppy Longstocking, and now I do for cosplay fun. But, oh, there's my gymnastics photo. Okay, I dressed up as a goth. I don't even know if that's what you want to call it, because I was goth. 
I went all out. I had black lipstick. I wanted to do my face in completely white makeup to be really goth. And everyone's like, no, that's taking it too far. And I'm like, fine. They're like, no. I'm like, fine. And I couldn't afford it anyway. But I even have like the long black uh, gloves that are like fishnet. And it's like a ghost shirt on it. Skulls everything. My friends dressed in like different outfits. Oh, my Halloween party. Okay. <laughs> I was the weirdest kid. Okay. I'm not, now I'm just bursting myself. This isn't even what this podcast was about today. Okay. But, oh, okay. Actually, that's a cute outfit. But I was like a fairy pop queen princess thing. People are like, you go so far. And then my friend was Wednesday Adams. Oh, I even have the skull. I have a skull necklace on and a headband that's like skull. And my eyes are blacked out. And I have Gurr from Invader Zim. That's how I normally dress. Oh, there's someone with a brown shirt and my eyes are closed. Probably when I needed glasses. But couldn't afford to get a pair. Oh, my skulls with the bow shirt face. And of course, I'm reading Vampire Kisses, the anime. Because I am a weirdo who loves anime. Okay. I have an all-white outfit on. Thanks. Okay. I kind of look like that now. So it's not horrible. But I prefer me nine bangs. Oh, the outfits they put us in. They made my sister and I wear these matching outfits, but hers was red and mine was like green or blue, and they have like frill on them. And then we have white leggings. And we weren't old enough to dress ourselves. Now we have, oh, my sister's wearing her hat like sideways, I'm wearing mine backwards. And I'm in like a blue outfit. My yellow face! I had a yellow face where I just wore yellow clothes. This is like, it looks like overalls. I didn't even know I owned a pair. Oh my goodness, my shirt from high school. Oh my, my real emo face. That's like, I think this was, did I take this on? Oh my gosh, I think that's from MySpace. Now I'm just roasting myself. But I have them all on my personal Facebook still. I still have the same one. Oh, when I used the fake hair. Uh, that was not a good look. It didn't even match my hair because there was no red. Oh, my skull. I still have this coat. It has broken hearts and skulls. And then I'm wearing like a fancy blue shirt and big ears. That is so me. Oh, it was really weird. High school phase that got me into a lot of trouble. Like teen mom trouble. Class of 2013 it says. And I was wearing an oversized shirt and because of school rules, I had to wear pants under it. But once I got out of school, I put my sugar out because I'm like, ha! Because I hated school rules. But at the same time, I would follow them. Oh, my kitty cats. 
Dang, that's my actual kitty cat's cat son. Okay, this one actually just looks like a normal person. I put up my sunglasses. I swear, dark eyes. I do not know how my eyes are open in that picture because I swear I need a glasses at that point. People frequently realize, like, not all my pictures have glasses. Okay, this is from 2016 that I'm looking at right now. And I look awful because I just got my wisdom teeth out. But I wanted to take proof because I couldn't remember. Okay, that wasn't even what I was going to talk about today. Today's Thursday, I think. I can't even remember. Yeah, it's Thursday the 14th. I was going to talk about The Other Kingdom. Okay, it's a show that is on Paramount Plus. It was on Nickelodeon. And I found it the other day and I'm like, I remember this show. I thought it was one of those shows that was hallucinating it. Like, I thought I was going crazy. It only has 20 episodes. And I was so mad because it was kind of interesting. But kind of like, I think I was too old for it. But at the same time, I was bored. Yeah, this is 2016. So I've seen like clips of it because there's nothing else on TV. And probably because I was watching a lot of little kid things. When you have a kid, you watch kid things. The Other Kingdom is a fantasy sitcom created by Thomas W. Lynch that aired on Nickelodeon from April 10th, 2016 to June 19th, 2016. It only has like 20 episodes on Paramount and it does not have much info. Plot, Fairy Princess Astral is sent from the Fairy Kingdom. <gasps> oh, excuse me. I tried some new foods today and let's just say I didn't have an allergy attack, but my gastritis is saying too much. To a human world, to live as a human, and to, to attend, and to attend a, to, it says to attend to a regular high school. For 90 days, after which she must make a decision, go back and eventually assume the throne of Athena, or remain human in the human world, and become human. For her time in the human world, Astra takes the place of a foreign exchange student named Winston, who was set in her place. Um, Winston's a really weird character. A really weird character. Okay. Um, Astra, a fairy princess from the real royal kingdom of Athena who gets a chance to live in the human world and attend high school, where she possesses, poses as a foreign exchange student. Tristan, a cute boy in school, who was Astral's love interest, he is later revealed to be the lost princess, Bartania. Morgan, Astral's best friend who loves everything fairy lily weird. Devin, Astral's other friend, and who with whom she, family she is staying, and later reveal that he is half fairy and Astral's cousin. Haley, the school's popular girl who is Astral's rival. Haley's just so annoying. Mm -hmm. King Overton, Astral's father, and one of the rulers of Athena. Queen Tiana. T 
Team Tiana, Team Tiana, Ashel's mother and one of the rulers of Athenia. August advisor to the king and queen, she is. Secretive, cunning, and also has a strong dislike of humans. Um, Winston, a foreign exchange student from England who stays in Athena while Astral is in the human world. Peter, Devon's father, he is later revealed to be Queen Overton, King Overton's brother. Oswald, a knight who watches over Astral while she is in the human world, when he is in the human world, he is only seven inches tall. Bardinian a troll who is Astral's cousin and next in line to rule Athena if Astral decides to stay in the human world. When Bardonin, Bardonin comes to the human world, he is played by Adam Pease Blossom, a wingless fairy who helps Winston in Athena. This is a really interesting kind of weird show. And if they ever decided to like remake it, I don't think anyone would mind if different characters started playing it. It wasn't that long. But it would be so cool to like, or have them play little versions of themselves. I don't care. It's really cool. I kind of miss it. I mean, it wasn't that long, but like, it's one of those shows that could have lasted longer. I think if it would have done better, maybe now. I mean, maybe I'd make. Like, I don't know. It feels like a show that could have won, like, Nick Jr. and it would have been more popular. Or, I don't know. Maybe they should have, like, a channel for these type of shows. Nickelodeon wasn't really known for this. Is one of the... Okay. Devin, Rafflin, Quincy is one of the main characters on the Nickelodeon sitcom about their kingdom. He was portrayed by Taylor Adams. Okay. Devin thought the new character... No, oh, Devin thought the new exchange trip staying with him would be a normal teenager just like him. Astral is anything but shy, slightly geeky, and a little awkward when it comes to, well, everything. All Devin wants is to fly under the radar and go unnoticed in high school. Too bad Astral has other plans. Um, season one. Devin is shy. Season one. The only season, I think is a shy and geeky student at high school. He starts to live with the fairy princess known as Astral, whom he later finds out that she is his cousin. Devin is a shy and geeky person that seems to be very likable knowing that he is being crushed on by Morgan. He is not a very complex character at first, but it's hinted that he has some intertizing self-hatred due to severe to get reaction towards anything magical, even himself. It's hard to regain Devin's trust once someone he loves breaks it. Um, Peter Quincy, his relationship with his father is loving and strained at the same time. He supports his decision in changing the world for the better. Actually, Devin discovers that his father is a fairy who has chosen to live in the human world after falling in love with Devin's mother, human mother his harm, his ability to trust him. 
but they make up rather quickly after having a heart-to-heart -heart about why Peter left Athenia and why he never told Devon about their heritage. So Devon is actually a human hybrid. They call it a human fairy hybrid, because when you're more than one thing. Ashtor. As she lives with Devon, feels uncomfortable around her, as he thought that the British exchange student was a boy named Winston. He becomes angry when he finds out she tried to stop his father from destroying Evermore Woods, believing she had betrayed him. He was even more shocked when she showed him her fairy abilities. Ashel is also his cousin, and this was a secret that his father kept from him. See, this show could have been really good. Tristan, okay. This is so... I'm laughing and getting excited because him and Astral would totally have been meant for each other. Tristan is dreamy, athletic, and totally Astral astral soulmate. That is what it says on the Wikipedia site. Well, according to Astral, at least, he's one of the main reasons she wants to find out what it's like to live as a hu normal human teenager. She knew they were meant to be the second she laid eyes on him. But Tristan might need a little more convincing. Too bad she can't magically enchant him. He is not an other. He's actually a fairy. Yep. He's actually a fairy prince. In the first season, he is secretly watched by Astral in the gym. There's only one season, so I hope that maybe we could remake this. Instead of remaking good shows and making them eh, maybe we should remake shows that should have kept going. Tristan is carefree, outgoing, and easy to talk to. He likes the quiet things in life, magical abilities. Being a fairy, Tristan possesses great magic of his own. His magical aura is dark blue, contrast to Astral's light blue one. Like other fairies, he has the ability to float in the air with dark blue wings, as well as take on the form of an active other, which basically means human. He gradually develops more than friendly feelings for Astral. And that's basically all you get on this. That's all there is. There isn't any more. So I decided to mix yesterday's and today's together. And, oh, yeah, okay. So, I just looked up random things because I was trying to figure out I looked up pagans I forgot where they're from but I also don't remember what they are um exactly a person holding religious beliefs other than those of the mind world religion or religion or other than one of the main world religions a non-christian or pre-christian religion you could be a witch and a Christian, apparently it's a Christian witch. According to Mara, the term pagan comes from the late Latin word paganus, which was used at the end of the Roman Empire to identify those who practice a religion other than Christianity, Judaism, or Islam. Early Christians often used the term to refer to non-Christians who worship multiple 
in Latin. Uh, so, I wanted to check out this moon rabbit thing I saw chilling in Ventures of Sabrina because I thought it'd be fun and interesting. And because <laughs> I couldn't do much on my others, like, I was so sad. There was only 20 episodes and it ended on a cliffhanger and I was like, what? No! And does it still hold up? I don't know. They do celebrate um, winter solstice and other holidays. And I forgot to put my headphones back on because I was so okay. The moon rabbit, or moon hare, is a mythical figure in fair eastern folklore. I brought this up because it's Easter coming up. And I thought, why not? And a mythical figure in far eastern folklore who lives on the moon, based on paradelia in parents that identify the dark markings on the near side of the moon as a rabbit or hare. The folklore originated in China and then spread to other Asian cultures. In Aztec culture, there is also a tale for the rabbit being in the moon. In Ish East Asian folklore, the rabbit is seen as pounding with a mortar and pestle, but the content of the mortar differed among Chinese, Japanese, Korean, Vietnamese folklore. In Chinese folklore, the, the rabbit often is portrayed as a competition of moon goddesses, change, constantly pounding the existence of life for her, and some show the markings of the cake or rice cakes. But in Japanese and Korean version, the rabbit is pounding the ingredients for mucho or some type of rice cake. In the Benjamin's version of the moon rabbit often appears with Hainine, I am not sure how to say this, H-A-N-G-N-G-A. And like Chinese versions, the Vietnamese rabbit also pounds the exfoliate of a mortal in the mortuary. In some Chinese versions, rabbits pounds medicine. Rabbits in indigenous American folklore presumed to be arising likewise through lore. Legend of the Moon Rabbit also accepts some of the indigenous people of the Americas. These legends are not considered to have been influenced by Asian culture and Mayan, Mayan, Mayan arts. Glyphics, hieroglyphics, and inscriptions of rabbit frankly is shown with the moon goddess and other dietary related to the moon. According to Aztec legend, the god, oh boy, Q-U-E-T-Z-A-L-C-O-A-T-L, then living on earth as a human, started a journey and after walking for a long time, became hungry and tired. With no food or water around, he thought he would die. Then a rabbit, Gazing nearby, offered herself as food to save his life. I'm calling him Q. Moved by the rabbit's noble offering, elevated her to the moon. The 
I rode her back to earth and told her you may just be a rabbit, but everyone will remember you. There is your image in light for all people and for all times. Another most American legend tells of the brave and noble of Nazahites during the century of the fifth sun. Humble, I'm not NH. Nana Hudson herself in fire to become the new sun, but the warmth got T E C C I Z T E C A T I I think hesitate hesitated four times before he finally set himself alight to become the moon due to T's cowardness the deeps felt the moon should not be bright as the sun. So one of the deities threw a rabbit at his face to diminish his life. Another version of him says that T was in the form of a rabbit when he scarfed himself to become the moon, casting his shadow there. Huh, there's a lot of different things about the moon and rabbits. Chinese, an early Chinese source called the Chai Chu of Western Han, a knowledge of Chinese poems from the writing states period, notes that with the toad there is a hair on the moon who constantly pounds herbs for the immortals. This notion is supported by later texts including the Song Era. A rabbit were not yet introduced to China during the Western Han. The Chinese mystical white hair making the immortal on the moon onto an 18th century Chinese robe. There is a lot more to this than I thought there would be. Let's see what the Chilling Virgins of Sabrina's um, hair moon is because I'm curious now. And because my Thing. It really lasts that long. I've been trying to make these 40 minutes long, and it's really hard when your thing is only 20 episodes. Someone explain that to me. Okay, it's time for an ad break slash sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today. And the sponsor and ad will be right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon and with the ad coming up soon i know y'all might want to skip it but you should at least try to listen to some of it maybe it's important i hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast and i hope the ad and sponsor is a good one artichokey okay dokey artichokey ad break it's now
like games where we pretended to be Ashley and Mary Kate. I would be Mary Kate, she would be Ashley, because I was more of a tomboy back then. So it was kind of funny. In 1992, and I had the dolls. Because um, I also felt my stepsister loved the show, um, Ashley Mary Kate, so much. I found some of the old tapes, which was at the farmer's market on VH VHS tapes, and she was so excited. In night. Where did I leave off? Five. Falling Men in Full House. The Olsons made their feature film debut in It Takes Two, co-starring Steve Gutton and Christy Alley. In the same year, they introduced the second video series, You're Invited to Ashley Mary Kate, which continued to release new entries until 2000. It's funny, I kind of grew up with Ashley Marie Kate, but I saw reruns of Full House. I was born in 1994, so they're a little older than me. Following year, the Olsons appeared in an episode of All My Children. In 1997, they appeared once again as guest stars in the episode of Sister, Sister. Also in 1998, the twins returned to series television with ABC's sitcom Two of the Kind, co-starring Christopher as their character's widowed father. The series lasted only one season, but aired and returns on cable for several years afterwards. 1998 also saw the release of Billboard Dad, the first of a new string of direct-to-video films starring Olsons. The final such film, The Challenge, debuted in 2003. In 2000, the Olsons appeared on an episode of Seven Heaven as bad girls Sue and Carol Murphy. I was just about to say that. The following year, the sisters starred in two new series, So Little Time, a live-action sitcom on Fox Family, American Ashley in Action, an animated series airing Saturday morning on ABC. Both shows were canceled after one season, although Mary Kate received a daytime Emmy award nomination for her performance on So Little Time. So we will be talking more in depth about those ones because I have them up on my screen. In early 2004, Mary Kay and Ashley had a cameo voice role in the episode of The Simpsons as the reader of Marge's book on tape, The Hearthstone Heart. Also in 2004, the twins starred in a second feature film New York Minute, it would be their last film together, as Ashley's, as well as Ashley's last acting role, Mary Kay has continued to appear in film and television. Mary Kay and Ashley had a fan club until 2000. Ashley and Mary Kay Fun Club, where fans would pay to receive Mary Kay and Ashley collectibles and photos. Each subscription included an issue of Funzone, Funzine. Mary Kay and Ashley Fan Club magazine, exclusive available through the club, and collectible catalogs where one could purchase t-shirts, posters, baseball caps, cave rings, school folders, postcards, and various other items. Subscribers would also receive surprise gifts, Lyric sheets, American Ashley songs, a school folder, a membership card, a full-size poster, two in black-white photos, 
and a color photo with reprint autograph. The club was advertised at the beginning of Mary Kane and Ashley's movie until 1998. Mary Kane and Ashley were popular figures in the preteen market during the late 1990s and early 2000s. Their names and likeness expanded not only to movies and videos, but to clothes, shoes, purses, hats, books, CDs, um, cassette tapes. I'm not really sure what a cassette tape. Oh, yes, I do. No, I don't. Yeah, no, I'm not sure. Fragrances, makeup, magazines, videos, board games, dolls, posters, calendars, and even telephone CD players with a market share made up of mostly tween demographics. Mattel produced various sets of American Ashley dolls from 2000 to 2005, along with separate outfits and accessory packs. The sisters became co-president of Dual Star on their 18th birthday in 2004. Upon taking control of the company, American Ashley made moves to secure the future of the company by releasing products that appealed to the teen market, including home decoration and fragrances. The Dual Star brand has been sold in more than 3,000 stores in the United States and over 5,300 stores worldwide. The Olsons have appeared on the first first celebrity hundreds list since 2002. In 2007, Furbies ranked them as the 11 richest women in entertainment with an estimate net worth of US $1 million. As the sisters have matured, they express greater interest in their fashion choices, with New York Times declaring Mary a fashion icon for pioneering her signature homeless look. The style sometimes referred to by fashion journalists as archaic or Berman is similar to a boho chic style population in Britain by Kate Moss. The look consists of oversized sunglasses, boots, loose sweaters, flowing skirts, and an aesthetic of mixed high-end and low-end pieces. The twins have taped as the face of upcoming fashion line. Lawson's had a clothing line for girls aged 4 to 14 in Walmart stores across America, as well as a beauty line, Mary Kate and Ashley. Real fashion for real girls in 2004, they made news by signing a plea to allow full maturity leave to all the workers that sew their line of clothing in Bangladesh. The National Labor Committee, which organized the plea, prized the twins for their commitment to workers' rights. So, television and film. Here we go. 1987 and 1995, Full House, Michelle Tanner, Cher Roll, 190 episodes. 1992, Hanging with Mr. Cooper, Michelle Tanner, Cher Roll, episode Hanging with, Miss, Hanging with Michelle, 1.02. To Grandmother's House We Go, Mary Kate's Rose, Sarah Thompson, Ashley's Roll, Juliet Thompson, TV Movie. 1993, our first video, Mary Kane actually played themselves, direct to di video release. 1993, Double Double Toy in Trouble, Kelly Farmer and Young Aunt Sophie. 
Ashley's World, Young Farman, and Young Aunt Agatha TV movie. 1994, How the Bus Was Fun. Mary Kate's Role, Jessica Martin, Ashley's Role, Susie Martin, TV movie. 1994, The Little Rascals, Twin 2 and Twin 1, cameo role. 1994 to 1997, The Adventures of Mary Kate and Ashley, they played herself, video series, 11 videos. I like that. Uh, that was cute. 1995, It Takes Two, Amanda Lemon, Alice, Alyssa Calloway. It's a movie. Ashley does um, Al, Al, Ali, Alicia Alice Calloway, and Mary Kate does Amanda. 1995 to 2000, you're invited to Ashley Mary Kate. They played themselves, video series, 10 and videos. 1997, Sister Sister, it was a, uh, they played themselves, episode Sly and Party. Seven our music video directed video release 1998 for a dad Tessie Tyler and Emily Tyler 1998 all my children they played themselves episode 1 October 29th 1998 1998 to 1999 the two of a kind Mary Kate and Ashley Berger one season Baker, Baker. 1999, Passport to Paris, Mel Potter and Ali Potter. So, Mary Kate played um, Mel and Ashley played Ali. Switching goals, Sam Staden is Mary Kate and Emma Tom Staden is Ashley. 2007 Heaven, Carol Murphy and Sue Murphy, Gossip. 2000 Our Lips Are Sealed, Mary Kate played Maddie Parker and Ashley played Abby Parker. 2001 Mary Kate and Ashley Fashion Forward themselves. 2001 Winding London, Chloe. Lawrence, played by Mary Kate. Riley, played by Ashley. Lawrence, 2000-2002, so little time. Mary Kate played Riley Carlson, and Ashley played Chloe, Chloe Carlson. Okay, 2000-2002, Mary Kate and Ashley in action. Misty is Mary Kate and Amber is Ashley. 2002, Getting There is Mary Kate played Kylie Hunter and Ashley played Tyler Hunter. 2002, One in Rome, Mary Kate played Charlie Hunter and Ashley played 
Leah Hunter, 2000, The Challenge, Mary-Kate played Shane Dalton, and Ashley played Elizabeth Dalton, 2003, Charlie's Angel, Full Turd, Future Angels, Share Role, Uncredited Cameo, 2002, The Simpsons, They Played Themselves, 2004, New York Minute, Ashley played Jen Ryan, and Mary-Kate played Roxy, or Roxanne. Uh, 2004, Saturday Night Live themselves. Okay, they have clothes on eBay for Ashley Mary Kate. Ashley Mary Kate, girl, short length skirt, size 10. Vintage, retro, American Ashley, girl, size 8. Jeans, I had those jeans. Oh, I feel so old now. Oh, I had those. And my sister and I would fight over them. A camouflage shirt. Mary Kay and Ashley girl type large flower print skirt. Mary Kay and Ashley purple top. Mary Kay and Ashley uh, lacy front vintage top. I had that skirt. There's a jean skirt and I had that one. I know I did. Oh, my sister and I both had this top. I think there was, we got two. And that top. We would share our clothes sometimes. And some of these are too old for me. And then some of them, like, I remember hand-me-downs or whatever. Elizabeth and James is a modern lifestyle brand for a new generation and a fashion line started by Ashley and Mary-Kate in 2007. They named their clothing brand after their younger sister and older brother. The brand has a chic blend of masculine feminine cuts. What the? Well that scares me. I thought I heard something. And we'll talk more about Ashley and Mary Kate later on this weekend. I hope y'all enjoyed. Okie dokie, artichokey. It's time for an ad break slash sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today. And the sponsor and ad will be right back I hope y'all enjoy this podcast please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon and with the ad coming up soon I know y'all might want to skip it but you should at least try to listen to some of it maybe it's important I hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast and I hope the ad and sponsor is a good one, Artichokey. Okay, dokie, Artichokey. Ah, break it's now. I hope you all like. You can check me out on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. I also have another podcast. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. Bye for now. Over and out.